What a glorious day it is to gather in the presence of the Almighty God to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I am deeply honored and humbled to stand before you on, on this beautiful Easter Sunday to share with you the good news of the empty tomb. Can I get an amen? And the eternal hope as well that is bring to each one of us as well. And we, we often talk about the cross and the sacrifice Jesus made for us, but sometimes we forget the importance of the empty tomb. Uh, the empty tomb speaks volumes to our life. The empty tomb speaks to us in a mighty powerful way as well. Not just, not just as, as, a, as a resurrection or, or, you know, but the empty tomb speaks a lot of our hope and faith. And I pray that this message will strengthen your faith and encourage you to live in the fullness of Christ's victory. Because there's victory in Jesus. There's hope in the Lord. You know what? You, you, you have no clue who came into this building, what they're carrying this morning, what, what struggles they're going through, what they're facing right now. Your life might be going well right now. Your life might be perfect right now, but you don't know who walked into in this building. And we pray, God, that whatever, whoever that might be, that they find the deliverance, that they find the hope that they need this morning. And we need to start praying and interceding to say, God, that whoever that might be in this building this morning, I pray the Lord that you get hold of their hearts, that you start preparing the harvest, that when the power and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached, that those seeds are start planting in their heart. It might, they, they might not come to the altar right this moment or this morning, but I tell you what, when, when God get a hold of you, you can't get away from it. Can I get an Amen. You might try to run from it. You might try to run from it, but I tell you what, sooner or later, it will bring you right back. And the prayers of a mama, you know what? You can run from, you can run from your mama, but you can run from her prayers. Her prayers will chase you down wherever you're at. You might be in a place that you have no business being in. Come on, somebody. But then you feel that conviction kicking in. That's the mama praying for you. And that's what we want this morning, that the power of God change people's life. Because you know what we need? We need, we need the power of God to change us. Can I get an amen? We need God to change us. We, if there's any hope for us, if there's any hope for our nation, if there's any hope for the world, it has to come through Jesus Christ. You know, the world tries a lot of things. The people try a lot of things, but there's nothing like salvation in the touch of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, for the next few moments, I promise it won't be long. I want to just share with you some thoughts about the proof and, 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 and about the resurrection of Jesus, the empty tomb. I want to start with the proof for a moment. In, in our day, there are many skeptics who, who doubt that the resurrection of Christ actually happened. So when we come to Easter Sunday, they dismiss us on, on religious fanatics who, who don't know what we're talking about. And while I completely disagree with them about that resurrection, they, they, they are right on one aspect. If the resurrection of Christ did not take place, our entire belief system will fall apart. Even Paul said in the scripture, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 15 verse 14 says if Christ have not been risen then our preaching is in vain and our faith 
is in vain. Think about it for a moment. He says, you know what, what we're talking about this morning, what we're gathering here this morning to celebrate the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says, if Jesus has not been come to life, if he hasn't been risen, you know what, what we're talking about, what we're preaching about, it really means nothing. It, it, there, there's, no, there, there's no substance. There's no, no foundation. There's no hope. But ain't you glad that we can talk about a living God this morning? We can talk about the Lord Jesus Christ because he's alive and well. There, we know what there, there is proof about his resurrection. There's proof what he's done. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of our faith. It, it is the cornerstone. It's what brings all of this together is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, what, it's the glue that holds our faith. Without the resurrection, Christianity would be just another religion based on an an ordinary man but Jesus was not an ordinary man he is he is the resurrection proof that we have this morning is the Lord and I tell you what, and if that doesn't get you excited well I tell you what we need to get excited about that thankful that there is a there's a wealth of historical events that supports the belief in Jesus Christ resurrection these historical proofs can can strengthen that our faith and offer a foundation for belief here are some keys that points out to that first of all it was the empty tomb the empty tomb the 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 discovery of the empty tomb is well documented in the new testament and the fact that jesus body was was, was missing is is difficult to explain away the tomb had the tomb was sealed with a large stone and, and, and roman guards were stationed outside to prevent thieves which the threat of losing their life if they fell in their assignment. Think about it. You know, in the empty tomb, we, 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 we watch pictures and we hear stories about it. But that empty tomb was guarded. You know, it was a row, a big hole, a huge stone that they row in front of the in front of the entrance where they laid Jesus and they put Roman soldiers that if anything happens, your life will pay for it. So th that is so important for us to understand. Despite these uh, precautions they did, Jesus' body was not found. And the disciples began to spread the, the news that he had risen from the dead. And all they needed to do was produce a dead body, but they couldn't because Jesus was alive. Jesus was alive. So the empty tomb proves to us that. But not only the empty tomb, but what about post resurrection appearance numerous numerous accounts in the new testament describe jesus appearing to his disciples and other followers after his death these appearances were not just one or two individuals but many people over a period of 40 days some of the most well-known appearances including jesus encounter with two disciples in the role of, of a mass in luke chapter 24 his appearance to the apostle thomas in john chapter 20 his appearance to over 500 people at once in first corinthians chapter 15 not one person could live doing that era ever came forward and and, and claim any of those accounts were untrue nobody say I, I, that's not true we heard you know that never happened no never so in other words the appearance of jesus after he came out of the tomb proved to us that he is alive and well not only that but also the transformation of the disciples before Jesus' death, the disciples were often fearful and uncertain, even denying or abandoning him during his crucifixion. However, 
After the resurrection, they became bold and fearless in proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. This transformation can be seen in the book of Acts where the disciples preach and perform miracles in the name of Jesus, even in the face of persecution and death. This dramatic change of their behavior suggests that they had genuinely encountered the risen Christ. Man, I tell you what, when you encounter Jesus, there's change in your life. When you encounter the living God in your life, and, and, and not the Jesus that you manipulate, not the Jesus you can throw around, but I'm talking the real Jesus. When the real Jesus appears in your life, there is a transformation. There's a change in your life that people can say, you know what, there's something different about him. There's something different about her. And you know what, when they start to investigate, they realize that it was only one thing that made that change, and it was the encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you encounter the Lord Jesus Christ my friend there is evidence in your life that you have been touched by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ there is a change in our life that takes place and during that time the transformation of his disciples was evident that yes they have been with Jesus and also there's early Christian writings the New Testament especially the letters of Paul prove early Writings, accounts of the resurrection, Paul letters such as 1 Corinthians are believed to be, have been written within 20 to 30 years of Jesus' death and resurrection. In these letters, Paul repeatedly emphasized the importance of the resurrection and proved a detailed account of the appearance of the risen Christ. These early writings demonstrate that they believe in the resurrection was centered to the Christian faith form in its very beginning. Listen, what am I sharing? Because I'm going somewhere with this. Because if we're going to go understand anything about what God can do in your life and what God can do in your marriage and what God can do in your, in your children, you must understand that there, there is proof that God is capable and able to change any situation that you might be in it right now. Because if you don't believe what God is capable of, there is no proof to believe that he's able to claim and able to do what he's talking about. Then everything is in vain, just like the Apostle Paul was talking about. You know what? And it's important for us as we are living our life as Christian believers, we must understand that we have to have that foundation in our life. And understand that he's capable because there's, there is proof that he can do that. Not only that, but also the rapid growth of, of Christianity. And the early Christian movement experienced uh, rapidly, uh, uh, rapid growth, even in the face of several persecutions. They, they, they noticed it was just growing. This growth is, is difficult to explain in the resurrection where simply a, you know, uh, uh, where people think if it's fake or, or it's just a myth or so on. The willingness of the early Christians to suffer, even die for their faith suggests that they had a strong conviction in the truth of the resurrection. In other words, they knew, hey, listen, we can deny what have taken place. There's no way around it. You can't cut corners on this stuff. This, he is real. He is the living God. The resurrection is real. And, and during that time of persecution, imagine instead of the church growing small, it did the opposite effect. 
it started growing and they saw the multitude coming because they realized, yes, it is, it is evident and it's true. So it proves to us that, that it have taken place in over 2,000 years ago that our Lord Jesus Christ walked on this planet called earth, but he was resurrected and is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. That's the God that we serve. Not only the, not only the, the proof, but also, also the power. The power where we could list at all types of incredible displays of power. There is no power that has ever been displayed in, in the history of humankind that is greater than the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. When Jesus was crucified, he was, he was dead. His heart had stopped beating. His brain had, had quit sending signals to the other parts of his body. His lungs no longer rose and fell. He was, you know, he was completely dead when he was taken from the cross. From the cross. Yet, yet three days later, miraculously, incredibly powerful, rose from the dead. All the determined factors that told us he was dead three days later. Three days before he has been, you know, come alive. You know what, it proved to us that no matter what he had been through, no matter what he, they tried to do to him, you know what, it proved to us the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, that's why we can't give up right now. That's why you can't quit believing. You can't, you can't quit praying. You can't keep trusting because there is power in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is power in prayer. God is capable this morning to believe that. Not only that, but conquering sin and death, the first and most significant benefit of the empty tomb is that Jesus conquered sin and death. He took the punishment of our sins upon himself, died on the cross, and rose again victorious over, over death. Aren't you glad this morning the Bible tells us this? It says when, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass that saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thank be to God who gave us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory, yes. And you know what? No matter what the world might bring my way, I'm going to live forever. If I live, it's wonderful. But if I die, it's still win-win because I'm going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in church. We as Christians, we have that hope in the Lord this morning. And it's something to celebrate and shout about because he conquers sin and death. There's victory. There's victory. Not only that, by the assurance of our, of our resurrection. Because Jesus rose from the dead. We have the assurance that we too will be raised again. His resurrection is the guarantee to our future resurrection. My Lord Church, you know what? When you, when you think when a loved one has gone to be with the Lord and they're gone, you think it's over. No, it's not over yet. It's not over. Yes, they might be gone from here, but they're in the presence of the Lord. And one day, one day, we're going to be with them one day. The Bible tells us this, says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came, comes death, but a man have come also the resurrection of the dead. 
For as in Adam all dies, so also in Christ shall be, be made alive. Man, that we're alive in Jesus this morning. We have hope in the Lord. Power to, to live a new life as well. You know what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ not only gives us the hope for the future, but also empower us to live a new life. Man, a new life here and now through Christ's resurrection, we receive the Holy Spirit who enables us to live a life that is pleasing to Him. The Bible tells us we are buried therefore with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ has risen from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. The power of Christ's resurrection from the dead is truly a transformation in our life that changes everything. Not only that, but also it's the proof, the promise. The promise. Hang on, I'm almost done. The promise. The empty tomb is not just a historical fact, but also a source of hope for every believer. Think about it. For each one of us here this morning, man, when you look the, about the resurrection this morning, you know what? You, you can't get away from that. And this Easter Sunday, as we're talking about the goodness of God, what God has done for us and continue to do for us, man, you know what? This message, if you've been saved for a week or you have been saved for 40 years or 20 years of your life, when you hear a message about, about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, it, it should empower us to realize, man, there is change. There is hope for us that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, we can find because the promises of God are in the scripture. We have hope for the present. In the midst of, of life's trials and difficulties, the empty tomb reminds us that Jesus has overcome the world. We can face our problems with confidence, knowing that he is with us and has already won the victory. That's what the Bible tells us. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Think about it. Man, you're going to have problems. You're going to have trials. You're going to have setbacks. You know what? Just when you think you got everything figured out, just when everything is perfect, guess what? There, something's going to go wrong. Just when you think you got it all nice and, you know, something's going to happen. Something's going to break down. And the Bible tells us, yes, there will be trials. There will be tribulations. But have peace in the Lord. Because in Jesus Christ, you're going to find the strength and the hope you need to overcome the obstacles and the challenges that this world will bring to you. It is through him only. And that resurrection brings that. We have hope for the future. We have hope for the future. We know that this life is not all there is. There is a life beyond the grave where we will live in the presence of God for eternity. Man, you know what? We sit, we, we stand in the graveside sometimes, you know, in, in somebody's deathbed, and we think that it's over, that it's, for, it's, it's gone. My friend, it's not over yet. It ain't over. The Bible tells us this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ for the dead and an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Keep in heaven for you. 
Church, we have a future. We have a future for you in our lives. That, that resurrection proves to us that we go, one day we're going to be alive and well. And we're going to see grandma over there. We're going to get together with grandpa over there. We're going to get together with mom and dad over there. If they die in Christ, when that trumpet shall sound. Oh, my Lord. When that, let me get to this side. This side, this side, this side is more excited than that side. Listen, when, when that trumpet will sound, you know, those who are dead in Christ will rise from the grave. And those who are, remain living will, will, will be cut up in the air with them. My friend, that is the hope that we have in Jesus. The resurrection, the blessed hope that we have. It's not just another sermon. It's not just another Sunday. It's just not another uh, message. No, my friend, there is hope for the future, and we have hope of his return. Finally, the empty tomb gives us hope for the return of Jesus Christ. He has promised to come back for us and take us to be with him forever. My Lord, I can't wait to that day. I'm looking, the older my daughter is getting, the more I'm praying for the rapture to take place. Can anybody relate out there? I tell you what, we pray in God, and we have that hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have that, that, that prayer. The Bible tells us this. It says, in my Father's house are many rooms. If we were not so, would I have told you that I would go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. I tell you, I know about, about you, but that's, that's about shouting message right there. In my father's house are many rooms. And some translations might, might translate, in my father's house are many mansions. You know, different translations say it differently, but I like that, many mansions. Come on, somebody. You see this movie star selling their homes right now for you know, for millions of dollars. Not long ago, I had the privilege to hang out with one of my friends, and he took me in a boat ride, and I went, we went down Channel Side, either in Tampa, and he took me where, where Tom Brady used to live. You know, Derek, Derek Jeter home out there. And he goes, yeah, that's only, you know, somebody bought that house for $22 million. And, and, and all they're going to do is, is tear it down and build a new house. So in other words, he just paid for the property pretty much. $22 million. I'm thinking, you know how many churches I can build with $22 million? If anybody here this morning have $22 million, come please see me. I will show you, I will tell you how to spin it the right way for the kingdom of God. But anyway, he takes me to this mansions, his homes. I'm thinking, my, my, my. You know what? And I'm thinking, Pastor, who's a friend of mine, another pastor, the pastor friend. I said, you know what? I don't know if I'm encouraged or more depressed now. And he said, don't worry, brother. One day you're going to have a bigger house. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, make it quick. And he goes, no, in heaven. I said, oh, no, 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 not that quick, Lord. Not that quick yet. But one day our mansion is going to be big. You know, when you labor for the Lord and you sacrifice for the Lord and you give to the Lord, you know what? We don't build our treasures here on earth. We store up our treasures out there in heaven. And one day we're going to put all our treasures, all that we have worked on earth, that we trusted God in, in all the trials and all the tribulations and all the setbacks. And, and you wonder how in the world, 
You know what? Have you ever wondered how he, here you are going to church, serving God, playing your tithes, <coughs> and then you look at your neighbor <coughs> who is a heathen, doesn't go to church, doesn't believe in God. He has a nice car, a nice boat, a nice house. And you wonder, well, what's wrong with this picture? Well, you know what? In earth, that's what it looks like. But your treasures are in heaven. Your treasures, what, what you believe in, are, are in heaven. You know what? That's what the Bible tells us. In my father's house are many rooms. If we were not so, would I have told you that I'll go to prepare a place for you? You know what? He is preparing a place for you. And trust me, it's a beautiful place. You don't want to miss heaven for nobody or for nothing. It's going to be a wonderful, glorious, gorgeous place. Heaven is going to be like, you know, I preached a couple months ago about heaven. You know what? When you describe the beauty of heaven, it's like no other place. And, and, and Jesus tells us, you know what? He says, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. You know what? You know he's going to put the best or what he has in heaven. To prepare that room, that mansion for you in heaven. It's going to be a glorious place. And the last thing I want to share with you this, this morning is the peace. The peace that, man, you know what? When we truly understand the resurrection of Christ, it brings a peace to our life that is beyond understanding. As we apply the truth of the resurrection to our lives, we're able to live in ways that we never dreamed before. When we find peace, peace. You know what? You can buy that guy on TV. He talks about my pillow. Now he discovered that another, a better my pillow because now he has my pillow 2.0 now. You can buy my pillow and have no rest. You can have the most comfortable mattress and have no rest. Because the only, the only way you can find rest and peace is through Lord Jesus Christ. That's where you find the peace that you need. Is through the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Scripture tells us that that we live that we that we live in victory as believers in Christ Jesus. We're called to live in the victory He has won for us. That means that we can walk in freedom from from sin and experiences and, and experience the abundant life that He has promised for us. When you find peace, you know what people people do whatever they can to find peace in their lives. Man, they, they look into, into the wrong places. They look into the wrong things. They, they get involved in, in, in relationships. They get involved in, in, in drugs. They get involved in things because they want to satisfy a, a fulfillment in their life that, you know, an emptiness in their life that it cannot be fulfilled by things of the world, but it can only be filled by the things of God. And that's what happens to many people. People lose hope because they think that there's no, there's no satisfaction, that there's nothing that will fulfill their lives. My friend, you know what? If, if you're walking in emptiness and you're looking from thing, to, from thing to thing, you know what? You know, sometimes people look into materialistic stuff. They think the more materialistic that I have, the more fulfillments I have. No, you, you can have it all and still be empty. Because the only fulfillment that comes is through knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ and you're, and you're being blessed and you have things, that's different. But I'm talking about people who turn God away, they turn God away to fulfill things in their life. You will never, never find satisfaction. Not in this world. And only through the Lord Jesus Christ that we can live in victory. The scripture tells us, so you may also consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign 
on your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to, to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been bought from death to life and your, and your members to Christ as instruments of, for righteousness. For sin will, will no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace. You know what? The world has a way of holding you down. You know what? And you got to let it go. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes you got to work at it. Sometimes you got to sacrifice. You know what? But, but you, you, you work at it and you let it go because if you don't let it go, it's going to get a hold of you. And, and, and how many of you know that you, you, can't make, you can't make deals with the devil? You give the devil an inch, he will take a mile from you. And, and you got you to gotta let it go. And also we can share the good news. The empty tomb is good news that we must share with others as, as witnesses of Christ's resurrection. We have the responsibility to tell others about the hope, forgiveness, and eternal life that can be found only in him. We as a church, we have to shout the news and say, hey, there's hope in the Lord Jesus Christ for you. We the church have the responsibility to do that because I believe the Lord is coming soon. I believe the Lord is near and we have to get, we have to get ready for when the Lord comes because he is coming soon, church. The Bible tells us this as we share the good news. The scripture tells us you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. What he is trying to tell us that we need to share the gospel. Share the gospel. Witness Witness, you know what, you, you can put any city in, the, in those words in there. You can, put, you can be my witness in Plant City. And, you know, you can be my witness in Auburndale. You can be my witness in, in, in Lakeland. You can be my witness in, you know, in, 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 you know, in Brandon. Or, or, you know, you can be my witness in Mulberry. You can be my witness in, you know what, in, in, du in Duran or Dover or whatever you live. You know what, God wants to do wonderful, powerful things through your life. The resurrection gives you that ability to do that to believe in the goodness of God and we can prepare for his return as we anticipate as we anticipate the return of Jesus Christ we must be prepared and live our lives in a way that honors him amen they say man you know what I want to live my life that honors Christ that's what the Bible tells us therefore you also must must be ready for the son of man is coming and an hour you do not expect. Listen, this message might not be for everybody, but it's for somebody. You might walk here this morning and you wonder, you know what, it's just another Sunday. It's another Easter service. I'm just going to go to church just to please my parents or, you know, please my spouse. Or, or it, but that's just what we do on Easter Sunday. We, we go to church. No, my friend, let it be a time that you prepare your heart because Jesus is coming. The Bible tells us, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. You don't know when He's coming back. And you say, well, preacher, I've heard it all my life. I've heard my grandma said all her life, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Well, you know what? I'm going to say it to you again. Jesus is coming back. But every time, every day, every hour, every minute that goes by is getting closer and closer. 
If you study what's happening around the world, the end times, and you start, you compare it to the scripture, the prophecy, there's a lot of things being fulfilled today that have never been fulfilled over 50, 60 years ago. It's, it's rapidly, rapidly happening. The fulfillment is rapidly happening. The fulfillment is taking place. The prophecies are coming true. You know, and we're living in a time, church, that we better be awake and we better be ready for the coming of the Lord. Because He's coming back. La presencia de Jesús va a venir muy pronto. Y es importante que estemos listos para cuando Dios regrese para atrás por nosotros. Porque Él va a regresar. Él va a venir para atrás para cada uno de nosotros. Y uno tiene que estar preparado en los corazones para recibirlo. When esa trompeta suena, when that trumpet sound, we better be ready. We better be ready. Because He's coming back. He's coming back. The empty tomb is a symbol of victory, hope, and new beginning. It represents the power of Christ's resurrection. We have conquered sin and death guarantee our future resurrection and empower us to live a new life in Him. Man, church, listen. Serving Jesus is not just about right now. Serving Jesus is about our future generation that follows after us. It's not about you, which is number one, obviously. But it's your children, your generation who follows after you. That you set that example, what it means to believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your decision impacts your generation. Your decision, this moment, can impact your generation to come that follows after you. But it's up to you. The empty tomb also gives us hope for the present, for the future, and the return of Jesus Christ. That's what it does. It is the empty tomb that we're talking about this morning and celebrating this morning.